and you can feel it yourself. I think this is like the first time that you've weaved a spell in a while and it's felt good. At least the first time since the shadow passed away. And then Zender just says no, and all of that energy disappears. It's like the entire room is a void without the threads of spirit between you all. Last chance. Stand down. Charla, you fell from like the, the two floors above, and for a moment you were stunned. And I think Strail, as soon as, as soon as Strail pulls you up, they are like desiring more than anything to just sprint towards the vault. And I think you like feel that pull like instantly, and I think you feel that pull even stronger as it becomes panicked. As like you also feel this web of spirit drain from the room, or like it's like you're cut off in some way. From Strail? I think you're still attached to Strail. I guess it's like a feeling you've never noticed before. Like I feel like everyone in this world is kind of connected to this web of spirit that kind of like suffuses all things. And most people probably don't notice that in any real meaningful way. Uh. Like an everyday way. It's probably like something that's very subconscious. But for it to not be here is probably like a big thing. It's like if someone just, if the wind just suddenly disappeared. And like Strail is panicking and wants to run towards the vault because that's what they want. Um, but I guess like the human part of you, like Charla, you can see the danger that the rest of your friends are in as like these two agents of the Conclave advance towards everyone. And I guess you know that the vault is kind of a dead end. I was going to say, it's not going to save us. It's not going to save you, but it will get Strail what it wants. Uh, what do you do? Um, I want to send Strail a feeling, because that's kind of how we communicate anyway, of going straight for that vault. We'll put Strail in the same position as going into Corpus. It's a dead end. It's a trap. We have to do something now in order to be able to go there, to try and convince Strail to help, because I need it. So I think this is the moment where Strail starts to offer a bargain. I mean, they show you, like, another image of themselves, like they did before. A sense, a fleeting glimpse of, like, who they were and what they were capable of. And I think the thing they show you is, remember how Strail was able to reconstruct I guess both, like, the scream of the person, but also, like, able to bring people back to life. I think Strail shows you that they managed to, like, wash over the nut, and that they managed to catch the people there unawares, as they were kind of moving to a new place. And they show you the destruction that they caused. And they don't show you this as, like, to upset you or to threaten you. They show you this to offer... I guess a kind of treasure, which is that in the same way that they could reconnect or like rebuild the, the people that they brought back before, they could do the same for the people that they took then. They could do the same for the rest of the nut. And Strail then tugs you like it wants to go into the vault. Adam, <laughs> why? I'm so sorry, but... This is not the way Chala was supposed to go. <laughs> hmm. Okay. 
Can you describe very briefly the chaos? Like where where's like I know like where is Briss? How badly is Belka bleeding? So so badly, but don't worry about it, kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the situation is Briss and Callan are probably still like running down the stairs. They're probably still a floor above you all, and you're probably not that aware of them being there. Okay. I guess they're all kind of like grouping up together now. Are the snarls and and vents, and I think they're sort of like in the center of the room, but they're slowly being pushed away from it. So they're slowly being pushed away from the crack and the hole in the middle towards like the wall. They're kind of backing away, unsure of what to do now that their power has been cut off. Um, I think the two agents of the conclave are advancing on them. Um, Terea has picked himself up, and. I think, is holding the dagger that he didn't drop. He looks a little bit injured, but not too bad. He was wearing armour and is kind of staggering towards them. And alongside uh, alongside Zender Bross, they're kind of like circling them like sharks. And I think Belka, beneath you, you can kind of see that Belka is still coming to their senses a little bit. And you can see that there seems to be blood coming from their side and probably like staining through their clothes. The situation is bad, is what I'm saying. And with all of this, Chala's also getting the visions of her home and her people destroyed, and, and potentially hope of them coming back. Yeah. And I guess the question is, like, which does Chala choose? What she has right now, or what she could have? So, Chala stands up and is crying a lot. I'd like to think that the tears are ice cold, because I think that would make sense. Naturally, yes. And I I think she screams at Strail and begins to dance. She's trying to... She's angry, she's hurt, she's seeing everything be destroyed here, and just saw all of her home be destroyed. And she's going to try and drag Strail into the moment now and hope they can get to the vault but they need to deal with the moment now first what i kind of what i want to happen is to fill this room with strail's energy to replace the spirit to replace whatever's just been lost clearly all of the energy in this room has died and the only thing I can think to do right now is to replace it with Strails and hope that helps. Okay, so this sounds like you're using your move, right? Which is uncanny potential, which is you have the potential to ma- manipulate the web of spirit that coats the earth when you do roll. On a 10 plus, pick 2. On a 7 to 9, pick 1. How is Charla feeling? So angry. <laughs> Perfect. Beyond angry. All right. That was a seven, so you've rolled a six and you've got a plus one. Thank goodness. Okay, wow. Um, So your options are... I do exactly what I set out to do. Which means you... I attract unwanted attention and I suffer where, but I do what I want to do. Okay, Um, so let's just deal with some of that first. I'm trying to work out how big this is. I, I think this is freeware. Yeah. I think this is big. Yes. I I am I expected it to be. 
and I think the attention will come afterwards, but... So you said you started to dance. What does this dance look like? It's similar to the dance in the storm, the very first dance that Chala joined in on, but sharper. And instead of this time, because then Chala just let go and let the dance take her. And this time she's using the dance to drag in Strail and it's sharper and it's angrier and it has an edge. And she's also crying the entire time. And I think, like, it's maybe the crying that this thing comes out from. I think you, like, Paul Strail, who is somewhat unwilling in this moment. Strail wants what it wants, but it, it also knows that it has to help you to get that. So I think there is, like, a willingness and an unwillingness. And I think you have to drag it out of you before it will start helping. And I think it's through these tears. They drip from your face like cold icicles. And I think as they kind of land, like in midair, split into fractals. And they kind of spread and trace their way through the room. I think they look a bit like frost on a spider's web. And like very quickly as you dance, you, you fill the room with a great web of this frost-like substance. And I think as you do it, you can absolutely feel Strail weakening. You can feel bits of Strail leaving itself. It's losing what it had. It was, it's losing the entirety of what it was. Corpus has got a lot of what Strail was, but like it is choosing to give up more of itself so that it can, it can see inside the vault. And you fill the room with this great frosted web. And it is both material and immaterial. It is spirit, and it is a thing that can be manipulated. And you, I think, spent, collapse a little bit to the floor, kind of, I imagine a little bit suspended by this web. Terea and Zender both turn towards you. They're aware of what the greatest threat to them in this room is now. But before they can act, before they can do anything, Vence? Yes? You sense this new web of spirit form around you. And unlike the last one, which seemed to have a weird cut between it and the agents of the Conclave, this seems to just connect them, leaves them vulnerable like anyone else would be. What do you do? So is this me, like, tapping into Strail power? Um, maybe a little bit, yeah. How I'm imagining it is, like, Strail has unraveled itself in order to do this so like it's kind of like spent some of its energy to just create a new bit of web a new bit of like spirit well in that case and if vens feels like he knows this then i'm imagining like a big ice shard coming out of the ground into zender okay and i guess in the same moment because we haven't seen them do anything and this seems primed for them, in the same way that it seems to be primed for Vence. What is Belka doing at this moment? Oof. This is like, because this is like what you see, I imagine. This is like the story web that you manipulate, except it's different in so many different ways. This is the story of Strail unmapped before you. Yeah, I think Belka is probably familiar enough with the way the nodes of spirit warp around remnants to know what this is. 
even if the story itself is new to them. And that's good and bad, I think, because I've always imagined that for the hearts, remnants are one of the hardest things to read. Because they're not a human story. Yeah, it's probably like reading in a different language. Yeah, and I think trying to use it is a lot less predictable, but is very powerful, which I guess is what we need right now. So, um, yeah, I th I think it's probably a super bad idea in the long run, but they're they're definitely reaching out to fists to just grab whatever they can and uh, pull, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. And what are they hoping to achieve? So I think... In this moment, you know when something really stressful and tense is going on and everything seems to slow right down? I think they have enough time to kind of do a cursory glance of Venza's intentions, because I think everything in the story in this room is amplified by Strail. And so they would be able to read that Venz is going for Zender. Yeah. And so Belka is absolutely going to obliterate Terea all if they have the chance. Terea's the one that stabbed me, right? Yeah, Terea's the one that stabbed you. Terea is the one that stabbed me, and also is the one who had the audacity to suggest that the horrors that they carry out in their life are for the good of the world's story for the world web. Yeah. D don't forget, tried to drop Charla off, a, off the side of a... a, a Inconsequential a well to the affront... <laughs> Having the audacity to assert to Belka of all people that they do what they do for the world. I think Belka's going to try and make them not exist. <laughs> oh, no. oh dear. Would you both like to make your roles? How are you both feeling? This is my moment. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm feeling powerful. I think powerful, yeah. I didn't mess it up last time. It's going to be fine. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> oh, actually. Oh. Is this powerful or mad? Up to you. Get wrecked. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's a 12. <laughs> wow. Ultimate strail power. No, I, I think I'm with Venz. I think this is this is powerful. This is a you think you know so much shit to all I'll show you. Seven. I'll I'll kind of show you. Okay, so Venz, uh, you rolled a 12? I did. And I guess this is a spell weaving move. So when you use spirit to weave spells, say what you want to achieve. Choose tags according to your bonded remnant. I think I'm just going to give you a free bond to use with Strail here. Uh-huh. I will say how much spirit it will cost you. So I think this is a single target, but they're probably quite tough, so it's probably two spirit. So on a 10 plus, you do it. Describe this, what happens? I'm just imagining like a big spike of ice coming out of the ground literally in the aim of impaling him i think maybe just he sort of weaves his spell and then lifts his arm up in a sort of sharp motion as it comes out of the ground sure i think what happens is like the stalagmite almost dances out of the ground it's almost like a figure coming from the ground and you see it as it kind of like rises up and just pierces straight through Zender Bross's armor. And I think the thing you feel and see is that Zender is not only like pierced by this freezing thing, but begins to like freeze themselves. You kind of sense this like almost like sickening power as like Strail begins to move through Zender's body and accumulate him and like work him out and take him, take 
the imprint of Zender, do you continue? Or do you look away? Vence continues. I think he wants wants them to know that his word is in law and he can't intimidate us and that he had his chance to leave. Okay. I think Xander dies screaming and kind of freezes under this power and then, I guess a bit like Snowfall, falls to the floor. Belka, you rolled a seven. I did. Uh, Shall we read your move? Yeah, so I'm rolling for words unspoken. When you use your will to defy the fates and rewrite the story, roll on a template, you do it. On a seven to nine, pick, I pick two or one, so I'm picking one. You don't tear the fabric of reality. Your enemies aren't made more powerful as a result. And your friends aren't collateral. So what you want to make uh, Terea not exist? Uh, no, I've changed my mind, actually. Because partially I think... That's probably a really complicated thing to do, and Belka doesn't have time for it. Um, and partially because they're very angry at Terea, and I thought of a more fitting punishment. Okay. So you mentioned that like the Conclave are kind of purposefully cut off from spirit, right? Yes. I think Belka is forcefully reconnecting them. Ooh. And what they're reconnecting them to is, I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong, that this zone is pretty heavily permeated by Doya's envoys. Yeah. Seastra in particular, but I guess Memento Mori and any others we haven't come across. Presumably this is a bit of a hub for them. Yeah. And envoys are probably less damaging to reach out and grab than remnants. So I think Belka is basically giving Terea to the envoys. Oh, wow. I think they're grabbing any node of envoy they can find and they're just shoving it at Terea. Yeah. Um, and all of those nodes and webs are like a little bit further than this room but like Belka is probably like reaching through to grab them yeah I think I'm probably reaching like through this web that Strails put up it's like a high speed line to everything around us right yeah uh so what are you picking you get to pick one. Oh, I am sorry to everyone in this room but I think at the moment Belka's only focus is your en- enemies aren't made more powerful as a result I think they know that they're tearing reality a little bit to do this, and they haven't really considered their friends at all. Okay. So, you said that you wanted to reach out to the pieces of the envoys, and and probably like the pieces of Doya, and like the strings of fate that kind of surround this place? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I think the thing you realise as you're doing so is the closest pieces of that are the pieces of the library, are... The memories contained in the books around you are the memories contained in the stones and like the feelings just that have been poured out in this place. And I think I'm definitely tying onto your belief here, um, which let's just remind ourselves is... The belief is eulogy will remember this, brackets, I will burn this place to the ground. Yeah, I guess in your anger and in your feeling of power, you have that chance. You can. You can hurt uh, Terea all, but that's what it's going to cost. That's how the fabric of reality is going to unweave. You're going to pull from, you're going to pull from eulogy itself and its library. I am sorry, Charla. And what what do you think this looks like? What does this look like physically for Terea? Ooh, that's an interesting question that I hadn't considered. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think this through, and it's like trying to work out what that is like is interesting. What does a person suddenly submitted to a barrage of 
hundreds of thousands of other people's memories look like? I don't know. Also, like, submitted to the envoys, is he, like, pulled away by the envoys, or does he remain here? I've... mm, This might be a difficult one to do, but I feel like it's a physical transformation in some ways, like, shaped by the envoys, almost like a monument to the concept of those memories. Because, like, I don't think he's just going to turn into a book or something. No. That's outside the bounds of what they can do here. But I feel like it's not like Terea remembering a bunch of stuff that didn't happen to them. It's all of that stuff having happened to Terea. Yeah. So Terea is almost the book. Yeah, Terea is suddenly like thousands of lives. Okay, I, I think I've got this, actually. I don't exactly know how this looks like, but I think you asked for something, right? You asked for something before from Callan? I did. I asked Callan for a gravestone with Belka's formal name, but a miniature one. Yes. So I think in this moment, there is a statue in the room. I think in this moment, there is a statue upstairs. It appears before Briss and Callan. And the statue uh, reaches out and takes the object that Callan has spent the last couple of days crafting. And Briss, how do you react to this? It just appears in front of me. Yeah. And, re- and reaches out towards Callan. So the way I'm imagining this is it's less like it appears, but it was always there, and it was always holding the thing that was kind of like dangling from Callan's belt. This is the new reality. This is the new version of events. And Callan's okay with this. Callan is surprised. But it's always been this way, so he's not. Yeah, and the, and the statue seems kind of alive a little bit. And I think Callan maybe, like, probably takes a moment of shock and, like, swings the sword towards the statue. But by the time it hits, the statue is just a statue. Um. <laughs> Callan just handed over. He loosens the thing from his belt. And I think in the next moment, there is a new statue um, in front of in front of where Terea all is. And in an instant, Terea is all of these memories. And in an instant, Terea is is this amulet. And there's no like transition between those things. You know, he's not sucked into the amulet, he just is. That's how things have always been. And in the next instant, Memento is knelt before Belka, uh, wearing I think the impression that they've used before of, like, an image similar to Belka with the horns and, like, bells on them, and they are holding out the the amulet that Callan has carved to them. Oh, sick. Um, I guess I will take that. Do you look at it? Yeah, why not? This moment is all so much. Let's appreciate some jewellery. So it's carved to look like the Varric grave you saw. Um, and I think on the outside, Callan has carved your name, like the name that you used to have. Um, I think on the inside, and this is absolutely overwhelming in this first instant, but in a way that you know that you'll come to get used to, is all of the memories that you pulled into Terea all written in a thousand fractals of folded stone inside this amulet. It's going to take me a while to learn to read that, I think. We've got to move, at least. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's... (laughs) This is going to be something. 
And then, and then there's a new statue of Memento a few steps back, and like with arms pleading, like so many arms pleading, like ten arms pleading. Memento looks panicked in a way that you didn't think you'd ever be able to see Memento look panicked. And it says, I need you all. Help. And a statue appears a few steps behind that, hand over its forehead, peering down into the pit that Seastra, like, left through. Did we just see Memento and not Mori? Just Memento. That's extremely worrying. That is extremely worrying. Uh, what are you doing? What is everyone doing? I'm still running downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I think Riss has probably, like, arrived downstairs at this stage. Extremely, like, spooked out, I guess? Yeah. Shit just got supernatural. Very. Shit just got supernatural. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Extremely supernatural. Like, there's ice, and someone's a statue now, and there's a statue that is in several different places, and I think she just gets to the bottom and sees Chala. Who needs to get to that vault to at least see if anything is still there. What's, what's Chala doing right now? I imagine all of Strail is kind of returning to Chala. Or at least kind of swirling around Chala now? Um, no, I think the pieces that were outside of Chala have gone. Okay. So I think the thing for Strail is that the offer it made you, you kind of refused, and you instead chose these people here. Yes, yes. And speaking as, like, the GM, I don't know whether you've passed over that opportunity or not, but, like, bits of Strail that were Strail have kind of been sacrificed. Okay. And what those are, I'm not sure. But it is definitely like tugging lightly, gently, in a wounded way back towards the vault. Chala is going to do whatever possible to get to that vault. That is the number one priority right now. I think you start walking over to it. And I guess, Belka, you probably know that whatever was in that vault, you kind of hold in your hand now? Yeah, I guess... From the time that Strail was visible in the room, Belka would have had a reasonable read on its intentions and Charla's. And although this moment is extremely overwhelming and everyone is in some shock, I imagine, I think they're just going to kind of put a lightly restraining hand on Charla's shoulder. Like they wouldn't stop her if that's what she really feels like she needs to do, but I think they're just gently signaling like there's, there's no point. Charla does not take that very kindly. I think Charla still has ice tears streaming down her face. And what was in that vault was extremely important to her and to Strail. And I don't know that Charla would have any understanding that it's gone. So this is just the same as every single other adult who's interacted with Charla pretty much ever saying, don't go to that thing. And Charla's going to keep going to the vault. Does Belka have the energy to explain themselves? Um, or the willingness? I think the willingness, but probably not the energy. I think it would be an extremely, like, shaky at this point hand trying to reach up and brush an amount of the ice-cold tears off Chala's face and just kind of a, a very tired apology. Like, they're not holding her back anymore. And they're just looking really sad for Chala and whispering, like, it's not gone, but it's not here now. I'm sorry. Can I feel that? What are you asking to feel? We talked about this spirit 
energy yep. that the library held so much before? Is it obvious now that Chala's being kind of called to pay attention to it? Is it obvious that it's gone? I guess so. I guess Strail, with those words, would probably have worked that out. Would have probably worked out what has happened with the object. Yeah, I think Belko probably just kind of gently pressed the amulet into Chala's forehead as well, like showing it to Strail in a way like, look, it's. I know that you know it's in here. How does Strail feel? I think weaker than it has ever felt. Wounded, scared, but also I think there is a hopefulness there in that it has a chance. As much as I don't think it trusts Belka, that it has a chance to get what it wants. The feeling is mutual, Strail. <laughs> well, <sighs> at least that's good. It's not all lost. I feel like at this moment, this is the moment we get the heavy grinding sound that comes from above of earth moving and shutting, of stone rubbing against stone as the entrance to this library closes. On the other side of the room, Falsate turns to Vens and looks at you and then looks at and then looks at this melting pile of snow where Zender was and says I didn't realise you still had it in you. Some things change and some things stay the same. It's even I know when there's no other option, right? She nods. And she says, Listen, you know we were always your family. And she looks down at the book she's holding in her arms and is like, Ferox Erstrait was onto something, and I'm going to find out what. Because if this stops us, if this stops us from unraveling, it'll all have been worth it. Think about the amount of people we can help. Please, won't you help me? And she like looks around to the rest of the group who are kind of like looking at you with, with hopeful eyes. I think Vens takes a deep breath and just, he says, this isn't a part of your journey that I can take part in. I've accepted my fate and what I said earlier still still stands. There must be a cost for what we do and I feel that if you can help people before they learn and help them before they know what they can do just to protect themselves and maybe stop them from having this life, then I'm all for it, but I feel like there should be a balance to what we do. And if there's nothing that can hold us back or stop us, then it could leave room for much more evil in this world, and I I can't be a part of that. She smiles. I think it's a smile of remembering, like, a debate that you've probably had so many times before, back when you were back when you were younger, and back before you parted ways. And she says, Well, I won't bring up old arguments, but I wish I wish you the best with with whatever you have now. And you no. Know, hopefully and she like lifts the book a little bit. Hopefully one day I'll I can prove you wrong. It's not being tied to the remnants, it's not the threat of unraveling. That will keep us good. I really, really hope that you can prove me wrong. And she looks to where Memento is looking and goes, Well, I guess there's only one way out of here. And begins to lead the splintered breath towards like the chasm in the floor. 
And I think before that happens, Gyla walks up to you and just gives you a hug, if you'll accept it. Absolutely. You think how good hugs are with two arms. Imagine having a hug from someone with four arms. <laughs> it's why Belka likes Nilkat so much, I imagine. That's absolutely why. And she smiles at you and goes, I miss you, Vance. I hope you see each other again before, you know. And she looks at Memento and then, like, shrugs. You know, all of this is over. And she, like, smiles and does, like, a little bow and then, yeah. I think the group of splinters one by one lowered themselves into the chasm. And I guess it's you four and Callan and Memento, I guess, that are left at the bottom of the library. Realising that there there isn't any more immediate threat, Briss has run straight over to Belka, um, realising that they're really, really badly hurt, and tries to help them stand, or just help lower them to the ground and get into somewhere she can start doing a little bit of first aid or something, just trying to bind some wounds. Um, n- no, no words, just just kind of grabs grabs them. I think Belka treats this kind of almost like inconsequentially, like it's just something that's happening to them. Um, because I think kind of as they've fallen to the ground or been lowered down by Briss, they're moving their arms out of the way so that Briss can do whatever it is they're about to do. But I think they've got Chala's face like between their hands and they're kind of looking really intently at her. And I think they, they sound very, very unwell, but very urgent i think um and they're asking kind of is chala okay and also trying to check that chala understands that this wasn't to hurt her i think they realize that chala had so much intent on that vault and they don't really understand why i don't think they had time to read that but they know that that was everything for her and this moment is like almost pivotal for whether chala stays with them or not maybe in some ways. I mean, I, I will say that I was considering having Chala just jump down the well into the chains and see what happens. That's still an <laughs> option. I do not have the hand strength to hold you here. I think Briss might have noticed that, that like, your like, complete attention is on Chala, even though you're basically dead. I mean, has, did Briss see any of that? Not what happened. No? She was, well, she saw the end of it. As in, she got to the bottom of the stairs just as one person turned to snow and somebody else... I've got no idea what happened. Okay. Something about a statue. Just having a normal one <laughs> down the big hole. Very strange things have happened and Briss really doesn't understand what's going on. All she knows is that people are hurt. What, what are um, Chala's eyes now? What do you think? I think it's moved over to the second eye as well. So is one fully frozen maybe not entirely but enough but like one one is like seven eighths frozen and the other one has an extra sliver Uh, and there's still ice running down chala's face and you're not wearing your veil and i'm not wearing your veil very apparent and bris hasn't seen chala's eyes (laughs) um i think i think that warrants a double take at least (laughs) um belka chala is I imagine Chala's face right now is kind of like, do you know when a toddler gets so angry that they just cry? Yep. That. Yeah, I think like 
Belka is trying to be as urgent and as honest as possible, not to make Chala forgive them right now, but to like yeah. fight against the seed of doubt that Strail could have here, where, oh, they've done this to hurt you. They don't want us to get what we want. And instead be like, I know you hate hearing this, but this wasn't about you, and I am sorry that it hurt you. Hmm. So, what does Chala do? Well... I don't think Chala has a lot of energy right now, being that that was three wear in one go. And Strail doesn't have a lot of energy right now. So Chala's going to hold on to that little bit of hope that Strail has, even though I don't think Chala has that right now. I think hope is too far away, especially after seeing Nanut just vanish. And does she stay? For now. I think after a long pause, looking up and seeing this and taking a few moments to readjust, I think Briss is just going to hold one hand out to Charla, open with some space, just inviting her to take her hand, but not doing anything beyond that. I think Charla's going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> Does she sleep on Briss or just... I think she's going to go to sleep on Belka. I assume that's going to be stopped because Belka's too... Like, they're too weak. I think there's a nice scene in that of Chala just kind of literally crying herself so angrily into passing out onto Belka and then like a domino tower, Belka just goes down as well. <laughs> yeah. Does Chala take Briss's hand? No. I don't think she registers... Briss has not been a friendly source of anything, so maybe that will change, but super angry, exhausted, crying Chala, grieving Chala, is not going to suddenly, like, yeah. Although in fairness, once Chala is asleep, Belka from the floor is desperately making pleading eyes at Briss to, like, pick her up and carry her. And yeah, I think we got a Probably a shot from above of Briss kind of probably holding Charla in like one arm and just like lowering her to the ground while still continuing to try and apply first aid to Belka and stop some of the bleeding. I think at the same time, we probably get Ven's probably like in a moment of hesitation, a moment of like maybe sadness, trying to work out what to do next before wandering over to the rest of the group that he chose. 